But time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you're doing. It's all about where you're going, no matter where you've been. Hi, you're listening to Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook, the radio show that talks about getting fit, staying fit, and leading a healthy lifestyle. Today, I'm going to talk about family fitness and keeping that family fit and children staying fit as we started back to school. Those school buses are zipping up and down those streets of Huntley and congesting all kinds of traffic on 47 there. But uh, I wanted to talk about how we can involve our families in in fitness and getting those kids fit, uh, keeping them healthy, and making sure that the families participate in healthy behaviors to enhance the the healthy lifestyles uh, that we like to lead. Uh, the, The prevalence of obesity in children actually has affected 13.7 million children and ad- adolescents. Uh, obesity prevalence was 13.9% amongst two to five-year-olds. 18.4% was between six and 11-year-olds, and 20% between 12 and 19-year-olds, which is a huge problem and a huge epidemic. Preventing kids from becoming overweight means making good choices in the way that your family eats and exercises and the way that your family spend time together. Helping kids make these healthy choices and healthy lifestyle begins with the parents, of course, because kids don't have the ability to make these choices themselves. Uh, it is parents, it is you, it is us that have to make these changes or actually create these habits within the home. So I, um, I have a guest here with us today. Um, actually, it is my husband, uh, Matt Cook, who is a PE teacher and an exercise enthusiast. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome, and thank you for joining us on our show today. Uh, Matt has not started school yet. His district uh, starts next week, so I thought this was a perfect uh, time for him to come join us. And Matt and I have four children together, and we're both into health and fitness. However, it was a struggle initially for, for us to introduce it to our children because we didn't want to necessarily force it down down their throat. However, it was something that we found important in our house, and it, it eventually just became important to all of them, and they all, all four of them have, have taken the path of health and wellness. But because Matt is here, I thought that um, we could start with him sharing with us uh, his his pursuit to health and fitness, and I'm going to let him tell us the story or his, his background on how he once was an overweight adolescent and how he, he took on the path of, of health and, and wellness. So, Matt? Yes, um, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, I was an athlete growing up. I wrestled, played football, did everything. I was very active, but I was overweight. Um, it was a strange situation. My brother and I are less than a year apart in age, and he was the skinniest kid around, and I was the heaviest kid around for my age. 
Um, they often told me, you know, I'd get the joke, uh, does he eat everything before his little brother gets to it? So, you know, I was a kid picked on, uh, made fun of being uh, overweight, you know, poked in the belly, called Pillsbury Doughboy, you name it, I've been called it. And, you know, at some point I uh, took that as fuel to change my lifestyle, you know, and I really got into reading and uh, it all started uh eighth grade, you know, I was the heavy kid that they couldn't find anybody to wrestle. I'd go to wrestling tournaments and they'd say, we don't have anybody your age heavy enough. Maybe we can have some of the high school helpers wrestle you. So I spent my young age getting beat up by high school kids because I was so big. Uh, so but, did you, that was obviously a difficult time for you to have to deal with that as an adolescent being picked on. Yes. And clearly now in the schools, there's not so much of the picking on happening. However, mm -hmm. uh, as a PE teacher, you could probably share with us that there's, even though it's not as openly uh, out there, do you still think that kids that are overweight might still get treated differently? Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, there's, we have the big push for no bullying, and but it still happens. Uh, it still happens that kids picked on, you see them a lot of times. Uh, low self-esteem, you know, it's just a general every day they live with that not wanting to be the overweight kid, you know, and, and, and sometimes they have no control over it. Exactly. So um, you were saying then you took the path of wellness around eighth grade? Mm-hmm. I really got into uh, Mr. Grundle, got me into weightlifting <laughs> and uh, back in eighth grade, uh, and I was a gifted and talented. At least I was a smart kid. And uh, with my extra time, I began lifting weights. And and back then, that wasn't a huge thing. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, there was Arnold Schwarzenegger and there was that was it. So it was kind of following that route. And I just never stopped. Excellent. So you, instead of fueling your uh, your sadness with with food and emptiness, you fueled it with uh, exercise and the desire to make yourself healthier and better. And now you've uh, amplified that with becoming a role model and a, now our PE teacher. And it's interesting because back then, and we're not that old, but we are in our 40s, um, there was not the research of the, boy, the bone and joint issues that children have and the shortness of breath that makes exercise and sports and physical activity so difficult. You know, children that have asthma and as asthmatic symptoms that get worse and lead to uh, developing uh, other uh, issues, restless sleep and breathing problems at night and all these issues that you see as a PE teacher. There's this research that's out there now that, that um, we know about and yet people still don't take control over these issues to help their children uh, lose weight or eat healthier. Um, so with that being said, as a PE teacher, as the new school year begins and you prepare to meet your new students for the year, how aware are you or would you say your students are about health and fitness and making healthy choices when they start a school year with you? Blank palette. Well, I uh, have taught kindergarten all the way up through high school, but the young kids, you know, 
they pretty much know what their parents have taught them. So uh, it's not out of the realm where you see parents that are overweight and have overweight children. It's the lifestyle they lead. And the same opposite, you have healthy parents, and often they have healthy children. You know, uh, no matter how much I teach my students, they, you know, my students leave at the end of kindergarten, they know proteins, carbs, fats, they know calories in, calories out, they know what exercise can do for you, but it is, they are eating, over the years I've learned, no matter what they know, they are eating what their parents give them. Exactly. So helping kids lead healthy lifestyles begins with parents who lead by example. Um, If you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, and we are talking about healthy kids, family fitness. This is WHRULP, again, 101.5, talking about family fitness and keeping your kids fit and active. And I have PE teacher here, Matt Cook, talking about how we can keep our kids active and what things we can do to make sure that our families stay fit. So with that being said, what are some things that parents who are listening can do at home to help with food and exercise? Matt, what are some of your suggestions? Um, The first thing would be gaining the knowledge yourself. As you know, there are many adults out there that don't know how to eat healthy. They, uh, you know, they come to you to learn how to be healthy. You know, I've always prided myself in telling people, you know, my kindergarten kids sometimes know more about eating healthy than adults do. And um, they go there, they go home and tell their parents what they learned and their parents will tell them, I had no idea that. So the main thing is, you know, learning yourself as a parent what you need to do to become healthy, what your children need to do to become healthy. The Internet is there today. They, they have unlimited knowledge at their fingertips. The problem is a lot of that knowledge on the Internet is false. They tell you things that are good that end up not being good. So it is finding the right resources to uh, educate yourself on eating healthy and how you can do it. Yes, there's definitely a lot of misleading information on the Internet, and I I definitely uh, am bothered by that a lot um, because uh, the media and uh, advertisers like to mislead the consumer, definitely. Um, And so with that being said, family involvement is is important. Um, What things do you do as a PE teacher to help maybe – communicate that message through your students to their parents. I know you've shared some stories with me over the years. Yes. Uh, I, you know, at first I tell parents, you know, or, or students, I send home things with them to give to their parents. I tell, you know, students, you know, when you're at the grocery store with mom and dad, you know, it happens, you see it all the time. The kid's going down, oh, mommy, can I have this? Mommy, can I have this? It's that time where you need to be strong instead of the sugary cereal. Say, Mom, could I have this instead? Edu- you know, the student will know, could I have oatmeal instead this week? Could I get uh, this protein instead of getting this junk food and the sugary candy? It's getting them to buy into it, which is really hard 
to get kids to do. Right. Um, for those of you that are just joining us, uh, my guest today happens to be my husband, who's a PE teacher, and and he's always coming home telling stories about uh, students and, and sharing various uh, situations. And one of the things, and, and those of you that have students and those of you that are teachers can relate to this, um, as a an educator, sometimes you share stories that uh, you experience, and and your your students like to uh, copy or mimic what you like to do. Um, and oftentimes, Matt, my husband, will come home and talk about a family dinner that we might have had, or a, an oatmeal breakfast that he might have made, and th- simply talking about it will inspire his students to go home and talk about it with their parents. And I know, Matt, you've told stories of parents coming in at parent conference night and and introducing themselves to you and saying, oh, I want to thank you. We started eating oatmeal because Joey came home and started talking about oatmeal. And do you want to share that story with with? Yeah, I've had many instances of that, but some of them are great when a parent will come in, uh, like you said, for parent-teacher conferences and say something, you know, along the lines. Like I've had a family come in and say, you totally changed our lives. We spent every weekend on the couch watching movies. Um, You know, we ate junk. Everything in our house was uh, candy and Pop-Tarts for breakfast, quick, quick, quick. And after you did this health unit with our child and you know, talked to him, he came home and said, Mom, you know, it's, and it's leading by example, Mom, Mr. Cook's family did this, Mr. Cook's family did that. And it was kind of like, we have to get on the ball. And I've had parents thank me and say, you know, we just ran a 5K. My husband's training for a half marathon when a year ago we couldn't get off the couch. Right. So sometimes it's just that exposure that they need. And uh, the point in me telling you the oatmeal story is oftentimes uh, parents don't realize that the littlest things that we do set such valuable example for our kids. So getting the box of Fruit Loops because we like Fruit Loops and sitting down and eating those Fruit Loops, our kids watch that. And I know that then they're eating the Fruit Loops because they're there, but more importantly, our children see that that we're eating the Fruit Loops and they think it's okay and they think that that is a healthy choice. So moms and dads, by changing your behaviors, your your children are going to look at that and, and lead by that example. So changing your behaviors into healthier ones will, by just osmosis, sink into their into their lives. Along with that, I remember when our own daughter was, Alyssa was around 13 or 14, and that's when, you know, you'd start with the sleepovers a lot more, and Alyssa came home and said, you know, it's kind of funny, I slept over at a couple of friends' house recently, and I realized um, most families don't have, like, chicken breast and some kind of vegetable at every meal like we do. And it was kind of like, you know, she grew up not really even realizing that she's eating healthy compared to other families. Right, it was right. just normal for her. Exactly. And it's led into now their adult, right. beginning adult life. Yes. I think it might have been the same night if she asked if all families weigh their chicken <laughs> at dinner. But that's a whole different story. Anyhow, 
Um, so, uh, continuing on to that, let's talk about exercise. So, what so what sorts of things, um, being a PE teacher, could you say to a family that is an inactive family? Let's just say you have a family that's listening right now, and they have no gym membership. They might be overweight. They might have children that are not in sports, and they really have no formal exercise knowledge. Where could they begin? I start by just telling them, you know, I always joke with the kids, you know, hey, go home tonight and take your parents for a walk. And they just laugh. They think it's hilarious. I'm like, grab a leash, take them for a walk. <laughs> and they think it's funny, but a lot of times they'll come home the next day and, you know, hey, I, I got my parents to go for a walk. You know, I said, take them to the park. Take your parents to the park, pu push mom on the swing. And they think it's hilarious, but just that little bit gets addictive and it oftentimes leads to something else. Hey, this time, let's see if we can do pull-ups at the park. Let's see if we can do this at the park. It's building that family unit to where it becomes a habit, like where instead of, hey, we actually went for a walk tonight, it's more like, oh, we, we didn't go for a walk because usually every night, hey, let's just walk to the park. Let's walk to here instead of driving our car. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and and there's so, so many families out there that have gotten away from just doing anything together as a family. So having that family walk or bike ride or a uh, trip to the park, I think uh, not only would you be including the exercise and the activity in with the uh, evening, but then you'd also be working together in doing incorporating exercise and a family activity together so okay so um, Matt what would you say um, if, 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 a, if a parent came up to you and said uh, what can I do to improve my child's eating habits because there's probably kids out there um, and moms and dads that are listening right now who do eat healthy and and we're an example of healthy people that did have kids that really initially there were some times uh, where our kids didn't want to eat the healthy food um, what would you say to parents who have kids that just don't want to eat healthy foods? Any advice? Well, the first part is you're the one shopping. You're the boss. Correct. If it's not in the house, they're not going to eat it. So don't buy it. It, I, it sounds brash, but it's simple. Don't buy it. Mm -hmm. It's not in the house. We sell the same things to adults. And you know, it's fun to learn how to cook with your family. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of having, you know, here, here's a plain this and a plain that, if you learn how to cook and start cooking with your family, some of that stuff that is quote-unquote healthy actually tastes, you know, pleasant. Mm -hmm. So it's making it so it's palatable for them, mm -hmm. not just a, and not, it's a punishment. You better eat your vegetables like in the old day. You're not leaving the table till you eat your vegetables. No. Hey, guess what? We're going to try a different vegetable tonight. Let's see if you like broccoli. You know, I have so many kids, you're like, what's your favorite vegetable? And they go off and off and off. And I tell them to try something new. Ask mom to try something new this weekend. You know, put them in charge of the shopping. Hey, I want you to pick a new vegetable this week. And when they are in, uh, held responsible, given that responsibility, given that power by the parents, and mm -hmm. hey, I got to pick what vegetable we're eating for dinners this mm -hmm. week. They really buy into it. Not my mom made me eat Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that's a really good idea because obviously we all know that when you say no to something or you push something, 
that that the child is most likely going to avoid it. Um, you said something really interesting just now, and I'd like to um, highlight it a little bit. Uh, you said something about finishing everything off your plate. So um, clean plate policy. What is your uh, your take on having a clean plate policy? And those of you listening that might not know what I'm talking about is um, parents that uh, have a rule that your child must finish everything off your dinner plate, off their dinner plate before being excused. So, uh, Matt, what is your philosophy on that? Yeah, it's a hard uh, rope to walk when, you know, there are some families out there that struggle to put food on the table, and wasting food is seen as, you know, you're wasting money. But if you do the right portion, you could eat everything on your plate, but a lot of times it's not. If a kid says, I'm full, simple. Put it in the fridge, you can eat it later. You know, we're not throwing it away, but hey, wrap it up. Teach them how to wrap it up. Put some saran wrap on top. Guess you can eat it later. Okay. That's a really that's really good advice because um, I know that's one of the things that I am constantly asked by my own clients that are um, experiencing issues with their kids and struggling with uh, adolescence or children that are overweight they don't know how to uh, patrol that and my advice is make sure that they're not snacking before dinner because oftentimes giving your children too many snacks and then expecting them to eat dinner is unrealistic because you're basically asking them to eat two meals Mm -hmm. so by a lot of times picky uh, children are picky because they're just not hungry So um, one of the things that uh, we've always done with our kids uh, in making sure that they eat everything is we just make sure that that they don't have too many snacks before mealtime because, let's face it, if you are full or if you go into dinner time with uh, the desire to not eat, you're not going to want to eat anything. So that is one piece of advice that I have for parents that might have kids that are picky eaters. I would say to you, get them at the dinner table when they are truly hungry and then present something to them that will uh, make them be interested and appealing to them. And most likely then they will be more attracted to that food instead of giving them a big snack and then an hour later presenting broccoli or cauliflower to them because most likely they're not going to be interested in that um, per se. So... um, With all of this being said, um, one of the things that I also want to stress uh, is the importance of making sure that you are always praising your children for positive and any time that they do eat something healthy or they do make healthy choices or they do participate in healthy behaviors that you do praise them. Because, like Matt said earlier on in the show, that low self-esteem is one thing that will really hold people back. And I know that with our children, um, earlier on when, especially our daughters were struggling with, with their weight issues that have now since been resolved, having that low self-esteem and that low perception of themselves is something that is, is just a barrier. And it is with even 
uh, adults. I know with my own clients, um, that perception, that low perception of yourself is just going to cause you to not want to get up and not exercise and not make wise and, and, and selective choices. So on, on ending note, Matt, what would you, uh, what advice do you have, uh, for parents and helping their children feel better about themselves? Uh, one thing I like to do with my students is I often tell a story, you know, and I tell a story about how I was an overweight child and I had low self-esteem and I decided to do something about it. I decided to take it into my own hands and my own control and change my lifestyle, change the way I eat, change the way I uh, exercise and become educated on how I can deal with it and how I can fix it, and I tell them it's never too late. I often tell them you only have one body. You can't go to Walmart and buy a new body and put your brain into it, and your body's the greatest gift you'll ever get, so take care of it. And the kids seem to really buy into it. You know, it's better than PlayStation. It's better than Xbox. Your body can do everything. Yep, I love that. I think that's a really great uh philosophy. I think that your your students, well, I know your students love you. And um, I think that it shows not only in your work, but it shows in your lifestyle. Um, and I hope that those of you that are listening are going to feel inspired. And when your children come home from school today, I'm hoping that you will give them a healthy snack. And I'm hoping that you will sit down with them and perhaps come up with a game plan with uh, some ideas for some healthy meals that you can make together as a family, and perhaps a outline and a plan for some activities that you can do together, a family bike ride, a family walk. Um, ask them to take you for a walk tonight and enjoy the evening because it is a beautiful one. So those of you listening, thank you once again for joining Get You Fit Radio. Enjoy your day. Let's go, make no excuses now, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now, let's go, your time is running now, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now, it's not about what you've done, it's about what you're doing.